Hi guys, long time no here. Actually, it hasn't been as long as I had originally thought I'd be. I planned to be on hiatus until at least September, but I had a flood of emails and messages saying they wanted in bed back. So rather than make it a live show, I thought I'd drop this direct to podcast show and keep it based on questions and confessions. Now, why just a question show? Well, because a question show allows you guys, my amazeballs listeners, to basically shape the show yourselves. Man, you guys really hit the mark. I was flooded with some fantastic questions and confessions that you're going to love hearing. Now, along with just general kinky questions and confessions, I also put out a question if you wanted to answer it. And this show's question is... What's the kinkiest thing you've ever done? And we had a couple people answer this show, so we're going to find that out. Some of the kinky, nasty things you've done. But they're fun. Um, I want to say that I hope you guys are all well and are abiding by the safety protocols and haven't been caught up in the stupidity of others and their conspiracy theories about this virus and refusing to wear a mask or social distance. Remember this, when you're buying into these thoughts, that a theory is an idea, not fact. So please use your heads, because a virus doesn't give a rat's fucking ass about your political views or where you live. And wearing a mask and staying home as much as possible is such a tiny sacrifice. If you've lost someone you love to this virus, I send you my deepest condolences. If you've lost your job because of this virus, again, I'm very sorry, but I know that you will come out okay. If you're a frontline worker in any capacity, I thank you. And I apologize on behalf of the asshats of the world who choose to put your lives in danger, as opposed to simply following a protocol. And to those of you who insist on going into stores without a mask on because you can't be controlled, (laughs) I'm going to say this to you. Okay. If you're going to follow the I'm not going to be controlled line of thinking, you know, freedom. If you're going to go along this line of thinking, then you have to remove your shoes and your shirt before you go into the store as well. Because you have no problem with the no shoes, no shirt, no service rule for some reason. But you do have a problem with wearing a simple mask. So if you're going to stand there all self-righteous about being controlled, you can't have it both ways. You're either a patriot who believes he cannot be controlled in any way, or you're not. You don't get to pick and choose what rules you follow. So come on, run red lights and walk around naked. Be that true patriot instead of a little pussy. I dare you. Go on, go French kiss a COVID patient. You're so cool. Now, I have a serious topic to bring up that I really wish I didn't have to bring up. It's a, it is a, a complete drag that I have to bring this up, but I am. I'm going to warn you that what I'm about to talk about may upset you if you've ever been sexually abused as a child or an adult. So you may want to fast forward through this part because I don't want you to be re-traumatized. Now that may seem like a salacious intro, intro but it's not meant to be. It's serious and is meant in no way to be salacious. I also want you to understand that neither myself, nor in bed, nor any of my enterprises condones this behavior in any way, shape, or form. 
But this does bring up the opportunity to discuss what needs to be discussed. As you all know, I have no problem when it comes to kink shaming, and I'm putting my kink shame crown on right now, because as you all know, I'm the queen of kink shaming, and I have no problem with that. But let me clarify something first. I mean, I get called a hypocrite and everything. That's cool. Why? Because I point fingers. I point, I don't point fingers at behavior as a whole. I'm pointing it when it's fucking up. Okay. But why do I do this? Or why do I do what's perceived as kink shaming? Because too many times in our community, we pass things off as being between consenting adults. Therefore, it's okay. <sighs> Thus, if I point a finger, right at it, I'm kink shaming. But there's a problem with this laissez-faire attitude of always saying that adults can basically do what they want. And the problem is the normalization of behaviors that are detrimental to society as a whole and to individuals who are non-consenting. So when I point out that cuckolding is being done not just wrong, but so wrong that it's bastardized what it's meant to be, or in this case, I point out pedophilia in our community, there's a reason why. What I'm about to read to you is a transcript of a clip promo that is mock pedophilia. There is no gray area. As you'll see, the clip producer says point blank in her tweets about the clip. So this is not just me pointing a finger at a gray area. I will read to you her Twitter comments at the end of the transcript. I will not be doing this in any type of sexy voice as she does in her clip. I'm simply going to read to you the words. Why? Because if I sent you to the clip promo, you wouldn't watch it. How do I know this? I've asked several people to watch the clip promo and very few watch it from beginning to end. The problem with this is that you get a skewed idea of what's in the clip. And that is what's causing the issue about it. Is this pedophilia? Or is it age play? So here's what she says. I'm going to let you be the judge. If you have been abused, this is where you're going to want to tune out. A juicy little snack on vacation with his family. I get horny, and when I have a goal in mind, I don't stop until I get it. I wanted a tiny little piece of young sweet candy that day. I pushed against his cough and then ran my fingers along his face. Put one of the tips of my fingers across his mouth. The way you looked at me was like a deer in the headlights, so scared, trembling. My big, beautiful, grown-up breasts, which were conveniently right at eye level. His little whimper, at one point when I squeezed him hard and felt him the most erect. He whimpered out, Mommy, Mommy, like he was calling out to save her, or like he was calling out for her to save him. And it'll be our little secret. Shh. And then I stroked him harder. Against that dick. That young virgin. Dick. The noises he made. Ah, oh, mommy, mommy, please, please, no. Where's my mom? I need my mom. I said, your mom failed you. She's not here to protect you. I'm your mommy now, honey. And I stuck my tongue in his ear as I slid my pussy. Cuts off. Horrible editing joke. I told him what a good boy he was, what a good job he was doing fucking mommy's pussy. Against the wall, he couldn't escape me. 
this older woman spreading her legs, forcing him to get hard and using his dick as a fuck toy. If you tell anyone, I'll make sure you never see your parents again. Go tell your mommy, I said hi. All right, that's it. Now, in the marketing, which I'm going to do basically the Twitter tweet thing, this is what she says, point blank. This is despicable, psychologically damaging, illegal and abusive, filthy and fun as fuck. This may be the farthest from wholesome femdom we can get on the internet today. It's straight up something I can't type out, but I sure as fuck describe it in excruciating detail here. Did masturbate to this upon one, editing, two, cutting the preview, and three, writing the description. It's fucking pedophilia, dude. I'll say it. That cunt should be canceled. That's not my words. Those are hers. Those are hers. Okay. All of that was her discussing her own clip. So, um, as you can see, she says point blank that this is pedophilia. It's more disturbing to me that she's referring to herself in the third person, believe it or not, but whatever. She says it's pedophilia. So let's be clear. This is not age play when the creator herself says it's meant to be pedophilia. So what is the harm in this sort of bullshit clip? Why does it bother me? Well, one woman on Twitter decided after I pointed out that there are pedo clips out there that because I was abused as both a child and an adult, that therefore it's my issue because of that. That, my friends, is victim shaming. This has nothing to do with my numerous assaults. Most women have been assaulted several times in their lives. They just may not view it as such. So let's knock the oh, it's because you're a victim shit right out of the park right now. My husband friend, who has never been sexually abused a day in his life, left the room when I was playing it because he was going to be sick. So you can take your victim shaming and shove it. Back to my question. What is the harm in this? Well, when we start normalizing abuse, we have a huge problem. We are already viewed in BDSM as being abusers. And it starts to go up, and we already have a huge problem worldwide with pedophilia. Sites such as Talk to Me, which allow this type of behavior under the guise of age plays, start the ball rolling in the wrong direction. Yes, I'm on Talk to Me as a counselor trying to straighten this out. And it's it's an uphill battle. But I have sent info to the FBI after talking with several and befriending them to get their personal info. People who have openly admitted flying to Indonesia with the sole purpose of buying a five-year-old and doing unspeakable shit to this child. It's not hard to do, unfortunately. To those of you who insist that if we give pedophilia of that, if we give pedophilia a voice, that perhaps we are in fact giving them an outlet to safely get their fantasies out, that we will stop this behavior before it starts. You couldn't be more wrong in your thinking. It is, in fact, the exact opposite that happens when you pander to this type of behavior. You encourage it to ramp up more. You feed the fantasy. This is basic psychology 101, folks. So your argument that you're actually helping through fantasy is wrong. It doesn't work and in fact causes your pedophile to move closer to actually harming a child. 
The other reason why this is detrimental behavior is when we start to be okay with this type of bullshit, guess what the next thing is that happens? You're going to see some politician get a hold of it and use it as a platform to shut us all down. We've already been through this once. The next time could be worse. You're fueling the fire to get us all shut down, thereby shooting yourself in the foot in the process. It's like the chicks who demand 50 bucks before you can even talk or write to them. It's the worst business model you can have. But hey, (laughs) I can't fix stupid even though I try. Is there a market for this type of work? Unfortunately, yes. But to prove my point, this woman had a Twitter follower ask her outright if she'll start to produce real pedophilia. See my point? This doesn't help. It hurts. A lot. You are now responsible for at least one child somewhere getting abused. I hope you're happy as you sing all the way to the bank. I hope you're snuggled warm in your bed as you dream of all the nasty shit you want to do to young boys, Missy. Because I was willing to throw you a bone. Maybe you're that hard up for money during the pandemic. That was until, while perusing your Twitter timeline, one of your other clips popped up because you just made a sale. And it was yet another clip of you mock-abusing young boys, along with another dom. Congratulations, bitches. Combine that with the comment on Twitter that you made about masturbating during the creation of the clip, and you need help, toots. And if you think popping over to my Twitter or email to find out who this is, don't bother. I'm not going to out this woman publicly. I refuse to send traffic to this shit. You're smart people. You'll know how to find her. And if you're even remotely incensed by this, I would suggest you complain to the clip platforms she sells this on, which include I Want Clips, Kink Bomb, Many Vids, and Clips for Sale, all of whom say they don't allow pedophilia. But clearly they do. So I'm asking you, my listener, to head to inbedwithdrsue.com and hit up the show page for this show and leave me your thoughts. Is this age play or is this pedophilia? And understand one more thing. I do age play. I'm a mommy. But true age play never involves anything even close to this. Think about it. You can't crush a bug like a cockroach on film because it's forbidden on all the platforms. But this is okay. I'll be right back after this. Do you have a pinky pecker? Do you think panties are the perfect penis enhancer? Are you tired of reaching between your legs and grabbing nothing but air? I'm Amelia Devine, owner and CEO of the Itty Bitty Clitty Committee, and I'm here to decimate your last ounce of pride by showing off your lack of sexual equipment to the misfit masses that is the internet. Here at the Itty Bitty Clitty Committee, we teach you, well, more of force, you to accept your uselessness by giving you a true and honest opinion of your bite-sized spunk spitter. You have the choices of Tier 1, Public Humiliation, Tier 2, Audio and Public Humiliation, or Tier 3, a full reaction video and public humiliation. Each tier comes with a membership card, social media exposure, and a spot on the ittybittyclittycommittee.com gallery. Tier 2 and 3 also get to enjoy exposure on places like Reddit and Pornhub. So go to ittybittyclittycommittee.com and show the world what you lack. 
That's right, boys, you little teeny tiny boys. Check out the itty bitty clitty committee.com and get your junk, or the lack thereof, a real assessment. And while you're at it, you can also check out the latest podcast from Ms. Amelia Divine, the sissy whisperer herself, at thesissywhisperer.com. The latest episode is about breaking the mold of being a sissy. You're allowed to do it your way, girls. <laughs> That's the itty bitty clitty committee.com and the sissy whisperer.com. Okay, I think it's time that we all start diving into these juicy questions and confessions. <laughs> all right, you ready? I have no script for these. These are all off the cuff, all off the cuff, all off the cuff. Sorry, I keep turning my head. Oh, God, there's so many. It's just so great. You guys did such a good job. Keep them coming. Okay, we'll start off with a question. As someone who started out enjoying humiliation years ago, why do I now come so hard when I tribute on campsites? It's like I forgot about my other fetishes. That's actually a really good one because this is common in sex in general. It doesn't have to be BDSM. You will find things that you enjoy doing and then you'll kind of move over a little bit over here for a little while and you might go back and then we change. This is who we are. We're fluid people. Sometimes we like it over here. Sometimes we like it over here. You're just always going to be changing. But as far as the humiliation goes, you haven't taken the, humili the humiliation away. You think you have, but you haven't. Because by paying a cam girl, you are humiliating yourself. Think about it. You are paying someone to, I don't know what she's doing, say flash her tits, okay? Say she, that's what she does. So she's flashing her tits and you're sending her money. You don't think that's humiliating? You don't think the fact that you're paying for this is humiliating? Oh, it's humiliating. So that's where you're getting your humiliation hit from. It's actually got nothing to do with, you know, the fact that, well, I'm not, it's not overt. Because some people like their humiliation overt. They like to be called losers or they like to be called, you know, pieces of shit. I don't particularly think that that's a good idea, but whatever, do you do you. If you enjoy it and you're able to compartmentalize it, go right ahead. But when you're paying a woman for essentially nothing, that's humiliation, no matter what way you slice it. So that's where you're getting humiliation, your humiliation fix from. So, and as, as far as your other fetishes are concerned, it does not mean that you're never going to go back to them because you will, you'll float back and forth. Just like I said, you'll kind of be like over here for a while and over here for a while. You'll come back. Don't worry. They haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> okay, we have a question here from Sissy C. And Sissy C says, I so love cocks and cum and I fantasize about it all the time. But I'm not attracted to men. I don't think I would like to suck the cock on a big smelly man. <laughs> I love that. But I would gobble up the cock of a she-male or another sissy. Why is this? It's preference. Nothing more, nothing less, really. Well, there's a little bit more to it, but you won't like the answer. You have a preference of wanting to suck she-male dick. But why? Well, first of all, if you keep categorizing men as being big and stinky, well, <laughs> I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> Maybe if we got you someone from GQ who's like all polished up and sexy and smells real good, you might do it. Usually, why men enjoy 
sucking anything, shemale, transsexual, however you want to say it, is because it's easier on your psyche. You see, it's easier on your mind to say, well, I sucked a dick, but she had a skirt on. I sucked a dick, but she had titties. Therefore, in your mind, it's it's disqualifying the dick sucking. It's disqualifying what you're doing, and it takes you further away from the gay thing, because we're all afraid of the gay thing. My God, we're all going to catch gay. I'm surprised we're not worried about that instead of a virus. Oh my God, we're all going to get the gay. Anyway, most men are very, very freaked out by that. They're freaked out by about their attraction to men. So it makes it easier for them if they flip over to a beautiful transsexual who just so happens to have a, I should say, transvestite, transvestite who has a beautiful cock and a beautiful body, beautiful face. As we all know, there's a lot of trannies who are out there who are just stunningly beautiful. They almost become a perfect person at that point. So you can see why you would want to do that. Plus, it eases the whole, I'm not a fag thing. Okay, so got to get over this, guys. You got to get over the fact that you can suck a dick and not be gay. Relax. You can get fucked by a dick and not be gay. And I know there's people in the gay community who say that's bullshit, but it's not. It falls down to DNS. It's domination and submission. I want to serve the cock. I don't want to date the guy. Okay, there's differences here. So that's the reason why. So I think if we got you a nice shiny guy, you'd probably suck the dick. But, you know, preference, guys. You just happen to enjoy that. So we have another question here from Ethan. And Ethan writes in and says, Hi, I'm new to chastity and so is my mistress. I still have my keys. For the past few months, I've worn it and slowly built up the length of time. And I'm going to my first full week. Congratulations, Ethan. Well done. I'm some, I sometimes get a mild ache and pain in my testicles. Is this normal? Okay. You are at the very beginning of your chastity endeavor, and that's really good. You've done well. A week is terrific. Keep going. Two weeks bare minimum for you to start feeling things, the things that you want to feel, the, the deep submission. What you're feeling is based on the fact that you have weight down there now. By putting on the cage, even if it's one of the plastic CBs, what will happen is the weight itself, your, your body's not used to carrying weight right there. So when you're wearing it all day, every day, you can get kind of a mild ache and that ache is coming from your building, actually building up the muscles in the groin because you're holding weight that was never there before. Now, caveat to that, if you are getting testicular swelling, any discoloration, such as you're going purple or you're going deep red or, you know, the pain gets unbearable, get it off and get to the doctor because that means there's something wrong. So, you know, a little bit of mild irritation, a little bit of discomfort as far as muscle strain is concerned is fine and normal and will eventually go away because again, it's just your body getting used to it. But if it, it gets extreme, head to the doctor. We don't screw around with this shit. So thank you, Ethan, for writing that. And he also wrote in, sometimes you guys were writing in two and three times. That's so cool. Okay, so Ethan also writes, in, if in future I was in a relationship, how soon would you think I should let them know I'm a submissive? That one's a tricky one. Because in our society, you guys basically have to go out and be, you know, aggressive alpha males to get a female. 
because when we look at how we raise our children, we raise all of our boys to be alpha strapping males and we raise all of our girls to be good, sweet little submissive kittens, which is actually a disservice to them. But this is the society that we're in. So you have to, it's, it's, this is where it gets to be weird and you end up playing the game, which is the societal game of, okay, I've got to present myself as alpha in order to get this woman. But in fact, I am submissive and you may not be fully submissive. You could be, you know, just sexually submissive. That's cool. So try not to pinpoint yourself either. You guys tend to go, I'm submissive. Therefore, I'm a hundred percent submissive. No one is a hundred percent submissive. If you were, you would not function. You wouldn't be able to, you'd be a ball of goo on the floor. It just doesn't work. I always tell people a great example of this was the old, old Star Trek, the old one with, um, with Willie Shatner. Um, there was an old Star Trek episode that showed the evil Kirk and the good Kirk. And he split into two people. And one was evil and one was um, super nice, right? And essentially became incredibly submissive. What it really showed was that dichotomy between the two. And in the end, neither one can function without the other. So that's why I don't like you guys pigeonholing yourselves and saying, I am 100% submissive because you can't be. If I were to grab a small child and put a gun to its head, I would like to hope that you're not going to sit there and go, you probably wouldn't. You would probably get upset or whatever and come at me. So you can't qualify yourself as being 100% submissive 24-7. Nobody is. So try not to paint yourself with such a broad brush. And when you're in this gameplay of trying to establish a relationship, it is tricky because you have to go through that whole, I'm an alpha male, I'm great, I'm this, woof, woof, he, you know, og, go and get woman, smack her overhead with log and drag her back to your cave. You have no choice. You have to play the game. So at some point it is going to come out that you are submissive. What I choose to do and what I choose to do to teach guys about this or anything, and this works for if you're, say, for example, you like chastity or you like cuckolding or you like whatever, wearing panties or whatever, whatever your shit happens to be. The easiest way to dangle something in front of a female to see whether or not it's going to fly or if it's going to get shut down hard without you guys exposing yourselves and feeling like shit in the end is to do the following. Pretend you read it on the internet. It is such a classic way of slowly sliding something out there. So if you're submissive, what you can do is slowly start to move things in a different direction. I'm kind of taking a left turn here for a second. Ethan, what I would do is start moving your sex play when you're in a new relationship towards more role playing where she gets to be dominant. And let's see how that works. Let's see if she's able to take the reins, see how it feels. And then you can slowly start moving her in that direction. Now, where I was going to say about the internet, how you use the internet to your advantage is, you know what? And this is if it's something specific, you've been with the person for a bit and you really want to be like, you really want to be in chastity, for example. Okay. So what you do is 
you sit down and you go, you know, I was reading on the internet the other day about this chastity thing. And like, I'd never heard of it before. Yes, you're lying. It's a small line, Dula. I never heard about it before. And the more this thing went on and said, there's all these advantages to it. And you feel this like amazing feeling. And I just like, I would really like to try that. Do you think that's like, you know, you just kind of like, what do you think? You're throwing it out there, not as something that is totally you, but as an idea to see whether or not she freaks because you don't want to go, hi, will you put me in chastity? And she looks at you and goes, you're a fucking freak. Then you walk away feeling like a fucking freak and you're not. So it's just that she doesn't get it. This is the problem when we bar fetishes on women. They just kind of go, what? Like you can't expect people to be where you are in your head. They're just not there, especially women. We're not there. That isn't, we don't think about this shit 24 seven unless we're in the business. So the average female doesn't even go down BDSM lane. So you have to kind of slide it out there a little bit just to see so that you don't get eviscerated in the process. So that would be my suggestion is just kind of slide the stuff out there and see whether she takes it and then move your sex play more into role play and put her in dominant positions and see how, how it goes. And if she sees, this is the thing, if your partner sees that you're turned on by something, the chances of them repeating it are fairly high because we want to please. Now, this is where you fall back on female submission. We all want to please our partner, not just women, but men too. But I'm just saying, when we look at societal roles, sometimes you can lean on them. So in this case, because women are primarily, you know, submissive kittens, it's easier to rely on. We are nurturers. Therefore, we want to help and please you. So, okay. If you phrase it that way, you're more apt to get a positive response or at least a neutral response as opposed to, you know, something that is going to make you feel like a sack of shit on a toast. Like we don't need that. So that's what I would do, Ethan. Okay. So our next question is from Terry. And Terry writes, as a sub-male, when I first approach a dom, I'm not sure how to address her. I want to be respectful, but have found that some don't like being addressed as mistress until a relationship is established. Some say in their online intro how to communicate with her in the initial contact, but some don't. What is a good way to initially address a dom when I don't have an established DNS, DNS relationship with her? Fair enough, Terry. Very fair. Had a guy. Because um, this is this is actually a really fair question because every single woman doing this job has their own way that they want it done. Their own little, because it's their own little world. So she is the queen in her own little world. And yes, you do need to learn how to communicate with that particular queen. I have seen some of the worst communication ever. <laughs> some of this stuff is horrifying. I got a, I got an email the other day. I kid you not. I should have, I should have brought it up so I could read it. It was when was the subject. The, the body of the email was, I think it was, I, I, it was one word. I, can't, I think it was like on, and then it was one of those stupid, you know, when we abbreviate shit, three little letters of, of an abbreviation. Okay. 
Number one, if you can't take the time to write in full sentences, you're not going to get my respect and you're not going to get my attention at all. I wrote him a scathing letter back. That is not how you approach anyone. I don't care if they're dominant or not. That is disrespectful and it's stupid and it's rude. If you can't speak properly, then go away. Go go live on Tinder or fucking TikTok or whatever, okay? Because that's not how you do this. What you do is you first go to her website. If you're really interested in this woman, and, and I had a gentleman call the other day who had a very similar issue with he wanted a pro-dom session and she hadn't gotten back to him. Well, first of all, it was only two days. And I said, whoa, okay, you got to give them time to get back to you. They're not going to just jump on it immediately. These people are running businesses. Hello. But he also approached her the wrong way. And what he did was he had sent an, an email because I said, okay, how did you do it? Let's Let's look at what you did. He sent her an email that said, Hi, I'm into X, Y, and Z and want a session. Okay, that's not how you do it. Okay, again, if you're not going to speak in full and complete sentences, you're not going to get a response because it's rude. It's disrespectful. And it doesn't matter, like I said, if you're talking to someone in BDSM or if you're just writing, you know, a corporation or your grandmother, for God's sake, speak properly. It's bad enough that we live our lives with emojis. We are essentially going backwards into hieroglyphics. This is not the way a society progresses. And I put a big, big premium on someone who will speak to me properly. You speak to me properly, you have my attention. Otherwise, you do not. So in his case, I say, okay, so first of all, what you did was wrong. So number one, don't expect a reply so fast. Number two, you need to do this right. So when you go to the website and you look at number one, a lot of them will have this thing down that says, this is how I want to be approached. This is how I want to be spoken to X, Y, Z. Super easy, but a lot of them don't. So what you do in this case is you get on to your email and you send her the following and you don't have to do this exactly, but you know, something similar. You look at how she's addressing herself in the, in the website, because it'll be mistress, whatever, you know, dome, whatever, um, you know, goddess, whatever. Okay. So however she's referring to herself is how you start out the email and you say, hello, mistress, liberty blob. Um, I was looking at your website. It's absolutely lovely. You seem like a very wonderful person. I noticed that you are involved and are interested in the things that I'm interested in, which is X, Y, Z, whatever that happens, sorry, whatever that happens to be. And I would really like to talk with you further about possibly doing a session with this theme. And I would love to hear from you. You leave your name and the way to contact you. It's simple. It's not a hard thing, you guys. It's just speaking like a human being should speak. That's all. For some reason, you guys tend to think that women in this industry are, are just garbage. You do. I'm sorry. You do. Um, even submissives. You treat us as though we are just nothing burgers on a phone line. And nothing could be obviously farther from the truth. We are human beings. We are speaking to you. This is the reason why I get pissed off about this. Is this person real? Is this person fake? 
if she is speaking to you, she is real. I don't give a fuck what she's portraying, portraying herself to be. She's a human being. You say hello. You say goodbye. I, oh, I can't tell you how much I hate it when people hang up on me, especially when I'm in mid-sentence. It is the rudest fucking thing you can do, guys. So when it comes to being, you know, communicating with a mistress or with anybody else, be polite. Use common sense. If you got an email with a bunch of fucking letters that I'm supposed to figure out what this acronym means, would you even bother to, to answer it? If you got hung up on, would you be pissed? I think you would. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I know you would. So just use some common respect, some common sense when it comes to doing any kind of communication with a mistress. So until, and, and she may go, you know, don't call me, blah, 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 until whenever. That's fine. But until you get corrected, you call her mistress, blah, 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 okay? Until you get corrected, call her by how she refers to herself. It's the easiest way to do it. And then when you're talking to her, you can say to her, how would you like me to address you? I get asked that all the time. And for me, I don't have a, I, I'm not one of these weirdo sticklers that everything has to be perfect and you have to refer to me a certain way. Call me whatever you want. You want to call me goddess. You want to call me mistress. You want to call me doctor. It's fine. I don't mind. I'm not a big stickler on that. Some people are though. So you just got to kind of feel it out a little bit, but you feel it out with common sense. You guys, it's all we're asking. Common sense, common respect. That's all. And it should be something you're doing naturally. Honestly. So good question, Terry. Well done. Okay. Um, let's move on here. Have another drink of water. It's very hot. Okay, check it out, right? Okay, so in my room right now, I think it's probably about 82 degrees because I have no fans and the windows open and whatever because I'm recording. But the temperature here has been 84 degrees. It was 84 degrees yesterday, and I think it's going to be getting close to 80 today. Less than two weeks ago, I had snow on the ground, like it was snowing, not that it was still on the ground. But you know what? You're right. There is no climate change. <laughs> Make note of the fact that it is only May and should not be 80 degrees yet. Okay, so what do we got here? Dwayne! Hi, Dwayne! We love Dwayne. Dwayne writes in, not that kinky a question, but here we go. Don't, don't start like that. Not that kinky. What's kinky and what? Wait, come on. It's not degrees of kink here. Don't do that. I've noticed that sounding is a big thing now, as well as urethral tubes in some cock cages. Don't the subs end up with raging UTIs? <laughs> oh, Dwayne, yes, urinary tract infections. Are the sounding rods any concerned in causing painful strictures, scar tissue on the urethra? Um, causing painful surgeries over the years. I get them just from straight catheterization to pee. Ouch. Not much fun, I can assure you. Okay, that's it for a question. <laughs> Dwayne, you're so good. <laughs> Swear to God. Okay. And uh, Dwayne's situation is, yes, he, he has an issue whereby he has to be catheterized. And yes, you can get horrific UTIs. Now, you want to, when it comes to sounding, number one, make sure that the chick who's doing it knows what she's doing professionally, has been trained, hopefully, by a medical professional. Yes, there are lots of nurses and doctors in BDSM. 
so you can learn properly. Um, and to not do so is detrimental to the health of your client, just so you know. You need your sounding devices are usually stainless steel, which means you want them sterilized. You want to ensure, like I said, that the person knows what they're doing. When you don't know what you're doing, you will cause an enormous amount of scarring. You can completely damage the urethra. You can cause him not to be able to piss out of his own dick. So, yeah, there is some bad shit that can go on if you don't know what you're doing. So can this stuff happen? It shouldn't if it's done properly and it's not being done every day. The problem with someone who is being catheterized on a daily is that it's it's opening you up on a daily frequent basis to bacteria, right? So you're going to get them more often than someone who is getting sounded, say, once a month, once every couple of months. So if you're doing the sounding just kind of every once in a while as a treat, you should be fine, provided, like I said, the person is providing sterilized equipment and know what they're doing. Can you cause irreparable damage? 100%. So yes, you do have to know what you're doing. It shouldn't cause UTIs, like I said, because you're not doing this all day, every day. Whereas in the case of Dwayne, you are getting your catheterization done on the daily. And like I said, you're opening yourself up to more bacteria. And that's why. So I would hope that the person isn't getting a ton of UTIs just because they're not doing this on a daily basis. But if you are doing this on the daily, say you have your own sounding devices and you're playing with it and you're doing stuff, you will open yourself up to the possibility, number one, of you doing damage to yourself and two, to very painful UTIs and other, you know, you can end up with kidney and bladder infections as well as urinary tract infections. So you want to make sure when you're playing around with these devices that you're playing with somebody who knows what they're doing or you do your research first, learn how to do it properly because you don't want to end up pissing in the bag. It's just not fun. So thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, Dwayne, Dwayne. We love you. Okay. Uh, oh, we have a confession. Confession time. Okay. I toured with a band when I was in my late teens. Life on a bus gets really boring. We were sitting around and my drummer says out of the blue, I got a hundred bucks to anyone who will fuck this honeydew melon. <laughs> I love it. Always looking for adventure and a few bucks, I dropped trowel, cut a hole in the melon, and went to town on the juicy orifice. <laughs> I love it. Okay, our bus driver was a straight-laced guy who, upon seeing me passionately turning the honeydew into juice <laughs> in the rear mirror, almost crashed the bus. Oh my god, these are the times when you wish you had a cell phone back then. I treated the band and the driver to dinner with my stickily gotten money. That is the best. This is the kind of stuff we want to hear. This is epic. I love it. Absolutely epic. I don't know who sent this in. You guys rock. This is, this is what we want to hear. This is so good. Oh, the guy will probably never eat a honeydew again. <laughs> okay. Okay. So remember I said that we had a question that I put out also that um, you, could add, you could do either ask me a question, like a question like a kinky question or you could send in a confession or i had the question which was what's the kinkiest thing you've ever done and we have an answer to that george writes in and says the kinkiest thing i've ever done is to cross dress in latex and pvc lingerie boots and gloves 
and then to be spit-roasted by a husband and wife. That's kinky. I like that. That is very nice. All this was filmed and photographed and then put on a porn site and even a porn mag, as well as all over Twitter. I wasn't wearing any makeup or wig, and so I am completely identifiable, even though I'm a married man. The pictures are still out there, and it turns me on to think that people can see me with a mouthful of cock and a bum full of strap on. Is that kinky enough, do you think? Oh, yeah, that's kinky enough. <laughs> that qualifies, George. That's kinky enough. I like that. That's really cool. Oh, my God. But just so you guys know, when you're outing, when you think you're outing and you're being outed online, you're actually not. I know everyone goes, okay, spoiler alert, guys who love to be exposed. Logically, let's think of this logically now. Okay. You're being outed by a dom on Twitter. And she puts up a picture of you, like he said, with a great big dick in his mouth. No one's ever going to see it. <laughs> I swear. No one's going to see it. Because you are putting it up within a community who looks at pictures like that all day, every day, and goes, whatever. No one sees it. So and it's really not true exposure. It's it's almost like a safety net exposure. Even if a chick puts it up on her website, unless your family is into BDSM, unless your friends are into BDSM, they're not going to find you. It's just not going to happen. The only way true exposure happens is, in some cases, you can take a photograph. This is a good one. Take a photograph. You want to you really feel exposure? I will show you exposure. Take that photograph of you sucking a dick. Make it into a puzzle. There's all kinds of places online you can take a photo and make it into a puzzle. And not like a puzzle that gets sent to you. I mean like a puzzle and like a graphic puzzle, okay? So then you take one piece of that puzzle and you send it to your wife. Nothing identifiable. Just something. Just a little piece of that photo. Now that's exposure. <laughs> But you guys want the exposure, but you don't want the risk. That's no fun. So really, when you guys are getting exposed online, you're really not. Because if George, if this were true, George would have been outed a long time ago. Right? So. Okay. On to another question. Dominique writes, what do you do if you are kinky as hell, but your long-term partner that you want to stay with is a bit sexually repressed? Especially if you've tried to bring up the idea of play and gotten a weird, slightly shaming response from them. Okay, well, this goes back to what I was telling you before. Sorry, I didn't mean to hit me. What I was telling you guys before about the fact that women, you can't dump shit on women and expect it to fly. They don't get it. They're not in your head. They don't have the same kinks. They don't have the same feelings that you do. Plus, they, in nine times out of ten, they don't even know about any of this shit, okay? So it's all in the approach. Just like I taught you before, earlier on, the best way to bring these things up is in that way of, you know, Reddit online. What do you think? Would you be interested in doing this? Because I really want to try it and see what it feels like. See how she flies with that. Now, to open her up more sexually, what I would suggest you do is to start making it fun. Make sex fun. If you make sex fun, women will listen to you more. If you if you make it into this big, scary BDSM thing, they're going to go, no, I don't want to do that. 
So like I said earlier, try her in a role play, throw her in a role play position, throw her into different things that just kind of pick the mood up a bit where it's not serious. The thing with role plays is it's fun and it can be funny and goofy and you're laughing at each other. And that's the whole point is to have fun, not make this a big freaking scary thing, because that's what happens when you barf shit on women. Well, I really want you to spank me. What? You want me to what? I spank our kids all day long. Do you want me to spank you? What the fuck? That's what you're going to get. But if you do it the right way and you slide it in really, you know, like I said, just so what do you think about this? I want to know what this feels like. And then if you show them once they do it, that it's turning you on, the chances of them continuing is quite high. So just don't barf, maneuver, throw things out gently. And try and incorporate it into your regular sex life. Just do it gently. And anytime you can do this in a role play, it then becomes her idea. And anytime it becomes her idea and she sees that she's turning you on, she's going to run with that. It's just who we are as people. We want to please our partner. So it could be just that you're going about it the wrong way. But excellent question, Dominique. Thank you for writing that in. Um, we have another, we have another, I gotta stop hitting the mic. Sorry. Um, we have another, um, answer to our question of what's the kinkiest thing you've ever done. And it's from Terry. Um, I'm not sure what to call the kinkiest thing I've ever done. That's probably because what I've done is pretty tame compared to most who would answer this. Um, I'd say to my kinkiest, I was at my kinkiest was when I met with a dom that I'd met online while on a business trip to her city. She tied me spread eagle across the room with eye hooks embedded in the wall. I was almost suspended. That's, that's, that's about a spread eagle you can get. Um, she wrapped a cord around my cock and started warming my ass with a paddle. After a while, she used a dildo to ream my ass. I really loved it and kept pressing my ass down against it as much as I could. To finish off, she pulled the cord off my cock and started jerking me off until I came. Okay, Terry, this is wonderful. Why would you preface this by saying it's not that kinky? You guys can stop doing that. There are no degrees. If it's kinky to you, it'll be kinky to us. It's all relative. It's all relative. For those of you who watch porn. It's all relative. So um, don't don't pre-qualify this stuff. Just spew. Just enjoy it. Be proud of it. You had a great time. You've got a great memory. And what could be better than that? Honestly, that's the way you do it. I love it. This was kinky, so don't go there. Okay. I have a question here from Shelly. And Shelly writes in and says, we live in this time of... Sorry, I, I can't believe it. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not shaming you, Kelly, or Shelly. I just mean that. Okay, never mind. We live in this open time of acceptance. And so many are out and about. I know it's from past experiences, but I'm still hiding who I am. Finding it so difficult to feel supported in a room full of strangers. How can I get out of the closet? I have my own place to myself now for months, and I'm still just passive about it all. It's a general question, but my specifics, 45, male, straight, straight acting um, and looking, two kids, divorced, ostracized from his family, 
helping out in quilt bag causes and joining munches, but forever the outsider, forever unsatisfied. Oh, my dear Shelley, Shelley, Shelley. Shelley, why are you so sad? That's the first thing I would ask you. And the reason why I hesitated at the beginning was, where are you living? Um, we do not live in a time of open acceptance. I, I'm failing to see that one. We live in probably some of the most oppressed times ever right now. High racism, high division, um, zero acceptance, zero, especially if it comes to anything to do with sex, let alone let's piece it off and go down BDSM lane. Oh, dear Lord. So if you're looking for acceptance, maybe you're looking in the wrong place. If you're expecting your family to jump on the bandwagon and, you know, oh, embrace you for whatever this is. Because the problem is too, Shelly, is you didn't say what you're outing. Is it that you're gay? Is it that you are doing something kinky that you want to be accepted for? Like you kind of glossed over that. So I don't really know what it is you want to come out of the closet as being. If it is being gay, you have to take your time. You have to take your time. This has nothing to do. This is what I'm saying. You think we're living in this free, open society, and we're not. We are so not. So, number one, take that off the table. So, I think you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Because we don't. We just don't live in any acceptable anything right now. I'd love to say it's going to get better, but I don't think it will in our lifetimes. So the key here is to find your peace with this. Whether you come out or not is up to you. You don't have to. You don't have to do a damn thing you don't want to. That's the, that's the whole point of being a grown-up. You can come out when you want. You can play when you want. And nobody needs to know what you're doing because it's none of their damn business. So you got to kind of sit back and look at, is it that you're looking for open acceptance from everyone to be who you are and you're expecting the vanilla world to love it as well you're probably shooting too high people are going to accept you some people are not that's just life and that won't matter whatever times we're living in we are human beings we judge people it's what we do so if you're looking for like blanket acceptance you're not going to find it anywhere for anybody so maybe if you pull down your your view of the way everything is and realize that this is your choice, this is what you decide you want to do. You don't have to do anything. You know, you said you're living alone and you've chosen not to be bothered doing anything. Well, right now, honey, you can't do anything anyways. I mean, we none of us can. We can't do sessions. I know there are some people who are still doing them, but again, those are asshats. Um we can't be going out and just fucking whoever we want. We can't just hit up Grinder and, you know, go do a blowjob. It's not wise. I mean, I'm not saying you can't. Of course, you can go out and do that. You're an adult. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. But you're putting yourself and everybody else in danger, including your family, even though you're not living with them. You still have to, you know, I'm sure you're still seeing your kids. So you're just you're using your head logically. You don't have to come out for anybody. And if this is a DNS thing, how do you know you're even gay if that's what the issue is? So it, there's so many different things to weigh out here that I think you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. The other thing I don't like is the sound of you saying forever the outsider, forever unsatisfied. Honey, if you don't change that attitude, you're going to keep staying that way. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because 
you, this is an attitude that you have. This is a view that you have. This is a belief that you have. What's a belief, guys? What are we taught? What are we taught? What's a belief? It's a thought we think over and over and over again until we believe it. It doesn't make it fact. So you thinking that you are forever the outsider and forever unsatisfied, you got to stop that. You got to pull that back because you are a viable, wonderful soul. You are allowed to enjoy yourself. You are allowed to do what you want and say what you want, when you want, if you want. So don't think that you're following some guideline and you're not doing it right, because there is no guideline for this. You can do and be whoever you want. You can be as quiet about it as you want. You can never tell anybody. Fuck, there's people in my life that don't know I cuckold my husband. We don't present ourselves that way. We don't go out and go, hi, we cuckold. You know, who does? We can't. We will never be accepted if you do that. If people are going to look at you and go, what the fuck? It's just not the way we live. I would love to say, yes, you know what? You're 100% right. We live in an open time of acceptance. No, we don't. So stop trying to live up to something that you can't live up to anyways. You're trying to live up to standards that aren't even your own. You do you the way you want to do it. No other, no other, nothing else matters. Nothing. Not one damn thing matters. It just matters how you feel and how you decide you want to live your life. So stop thinking that you're not following or doing something right or that you should be outed or you should be running around doing all kinds of shit. Who says who? Says who? Where's that rule book? I'd love to, somebody throw me that rule book. I'd love to read it. There isn't one. So you do you. Seriously, Shay. And be happy for who you are. Sorry, I got allergies too. But you're wondering why I'm sniffing. Doing the Trump sniff. <laughs> Man sniffs more than anybody I know. Maybe he's got allergies year round too. <laughs> but thank you for writing in, Shelly. That's very sweet. I, I just, I want you to be happy. It, the most important thing you need to do in this world, in this life, is be happy. And however you choose to do that within reason, so that you're not hurting anyone else, however you choose to do that, is on you. You get, to, you get to design this any way you want. So thank you for writing in, Shelly. Okay. We have a confession. We have a kitty confession from Kitty. Kitty writes in and says, Compared to many, this may seem lame. Will you guys stop doing this? Oh my God, stop. Stop, 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 stop doing this. But I am relatively new to exploring my kinks. Probably the kinkiest thing I've done was with my last girlfriend. I would host a club night where she would arrive as a dominant woman and I would be her sissy maid. I would serve her drinks and behave as commanded. When she would, sorry, when she would put on her strap on, I was made to suck it. But some nights as a reward for my good service to her, I would be made to come on the feet of her tights and then be made to lick it up. I think that's a, that's another one of those lovely memories. It's a beautiful confession. And no, it's not. Stop qualifying your shit, you guys. You don't have to qualify anything. You don't just say, well, this isn't kinky enough. We've got to stop doing this shit. Stop it. What you do is your experience. And if you think it's kinky, damn it, share it with us. We're happy to hear it. There's no, like I said, we're not sitting here going, oh, scale of one to ten. Let's see, is it kinky enough? I mean, we could, but. What would be the point of judging it? I think it's a lovely memory. It's a lovely experience. And I think you should try and redo it. Find another girlfriend and redo it, kitty. Okay. 
Uh, 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 what else we got there? We had so many questions. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm hesitating on this one. And there's a reason why I'm he- uh, reason why I'm hesitating. Um, Jake wrote in, and I think Jake was really just trying to, you know, sort of be that whole, be an asshat. I'm trying to be controversial, not controversial, but he's trying to just get an exposure sort of reaction. It's not gonna work because you're gonna get my real, honest reaction to this, Jake. Ready? Jake wrote in three times. First time, he said, I had phone sex with my half-sister and want more. How should I go about trying to fuck... This is the second one. How should I go about trying to fuck around with my half-sister again? And the third one was, I keep having dreams of my ex's crushes, and it always turns sexual, but we never were. All right. Number one, Jake. If you were just doing that as some sort of, you know, shock value thing, don't fly here. Nothing shocks me. However, I'm going to say this because of (laughs) the beginning of our show. Hello. Leave your fucking sister alone. I don't care if she's a half sister. I don't care if she's a whole sister. Leave her the fuck alone. Don't do this to her. Okay. You're fucking with her. Don't do this. Don't be an asshole. Okay. Leave your sister alone. Just. Leave her alone. That's all I gotta say. Leave her the fuck alone. As for your... I keep having dreams of my ex's crushes. I'm assuming that we're discussing males here. Your ex's crushes and it always turns sexual, but we never were. Well, that tells me that you have latent homosexual tendencies and want to go out and suck a dick. So go out and suck a dick and see what it's like. You want to know what it's like? Go out and do it. I always tell people to do that. They get scared. Like, oh, go out there. Why? The worst thing that happens is you hate it. You never do it again. No big deal. Nobody knows you did it unless you tell them. So who's going to know? What does it matter? So if you want to go out and suck a dick, go out and suck a dick. You want to go out and get fucked by a dick, go out and get fucked by a dick. I wouldn't do it right now, but just saying. If this is something that's on your mind, why not try it? You don't want to end up when you're, you know, 70 or 80 years old going, well, I wish I'd done that. Don't do that. Just get out there. Have some fun. And try things out. Life is a buffet, guys. Life is a buffet. And if you keep eating only at one end, you're going to get bored. So try everything on the table. You don't have, like I said, you don't have to tell nobody you did it. You don't have to tell anybody a damn thing. But taste it. What's it like? And the biggest, I'll tell you, the biggest problem that men have brought this to me before so many times is Oh my god, what if you like it? <gasps> then you do it again. Again, I don't see what the big deal is. I'm still thinking this is coming back to the whole I'm not a fag, I'm not a fag, I'm not a fag. No, you're not a fag. I'm not saying you are. Just go out and fucking suck a dick if you want to suck a dick. It does not put a label on you because nobody knows what you're doing. The only person labeling you is you. So let it go. Go and suck a dick. I like it. Suck another dick. Not a big deal. So, Jake, um, leave your fucking sister alone and go out and suck a dick. Greg writes, 
I am a 57-year-old man, 6'2", 225 pounds. I love how you guys do that. It's like, it's not a dating site, guys. You don't have to do this if you don't want to. I've been told I'm nice. I'm sure you are, Greg. Why would you think you're not nice? Don't say that. I have a very tiny penis. Okay. Less than an inch flaccid and about three inches hard. That's a bummer. Uh, I am open-minded and enjoy nudity. I am in a nude swim group. Greg, I have no choice but to say this, but I feel bad for everybody in this I'm going to put this out there. I just, just, <laughs> I realize I'm being a bitch. But this is something I've noticed doing cuckolding. And because cuckolding kind of rubs up against swinging, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but most people who are really into nudity are not something you want to see nude. It's just, it's like swinging. You look at the people who are swinging and doing wife swapping and everything, and you kind of look at it and go, mm, fuck those people. I'm a bitch that way, though. <laughs> I like my treats to be tasty and very pretty. That's just who I am. I like women to be pretty. I like men to be pretty. That's just who I am. It's my preference. But I'm just saying, like, I just find it fascinating that it's the people who, and, and part of my reason for finding it fascinating is I love the fact that you guys have, you just don't care. And I think that's kind of cool. I would love to have that kind of complete and total utter confidence of just not giving a shit what people think that's not me i still unfortunately care what people think here and there not that bad it used to be worse but greg i just you know i just find it interesting how you know tiny penis males are usually the ones that are the first ones to send dick pics and you're like why would i want to look at that why do you guys put you know penises that are smashed into chastity cages as part of your icon on twitter you know what i mean like your thing <laughs> i'm really bad with nouns why 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 i don't get it it's like it's not something i want to look at why would i want to look at a three-inch penis i'm just saying anyways i digress let's go back to greg's question sorry greg um is cuckolding still a viable relationship type? Fuck yes. I was once married, but I could never make her come with my cock. You think? What I, I think is what he really likes, what he's trying to say is because it's not done right. And he actually sent me another one that said, this is what I meant to say. Anyways, cuckolding and humiliation really excites him. And he wants to be able to find a woman or a couple into cuckolding. Okay. Numerally, no, you got to find a woman. Cuckolding with another couple is not cuckolding. It's just swinging and acting weird. Um, I'm not, you know what I'm saying. Y'all can do what you want to do. But true cuckolding, I'll say this again, is a female-led relationship whereby the woman has sex with other men. Does it mean you trash your husband and toss him to the curb? Absolutely not. Does it mean that you don't fuck him again? No. Because if you don't fuck your husband, you're no longer cuckolding. So unless you have the relationship, it's not cuckolding. Why? Because you have to have the whole point of cuckolding is watching your partner, this person that you love to death, be pleased sexually by another male. You won't get the sting of that. Unless you're in a relationship. 
all you'll be doing is watching free porn. So if you're sitting in the room watching another couple fuck, whoop-de-doo. It's just porn, live porn. That's all it is. It's not cuckolding. Because you won't get that feeling. You don't have that connection with the female. That's the point of cuckolding. So to find a couple to play with, go ahead. I mean, you can do that, but it's not cuckolding. At that point, you just have, it's just DNS and they're just going to boss you around and you get to watch some fuck. It's not, that is not cuckolding. I would like to see you, Greg, find a dominant female who is more than happy to do this with you, who loves you, who thinks you are the most amazing man on the planet, who wants to be your partner in life, but wants to fuck someone else because you have a three inch penis. So how do we do that? How do we find a woman? Because that's the biggest, one of the biggest questions I get is how do I find a woman who's going to be doing this? Well, what have you done? Well, I put an ad on FetLife. Well, first of all, FetLife is not a dating site, okay? Number two, um, I put an ad on alt.com. Okay. You're looking for a dom in a box. Dom in a box does not exist. You're going about it the wrong way. You are trying to find someone who is an already established dominant, dominatrix or has dominant in tendencies and hope she's going to knock on your door and say, come with me and I'll cuckold you. It doesn't work that way. You need to start looking in your immediate area for women in positions of power. We're not going to look for a dom in a box. It's not that easy because there's not that many of them out there who are actually doing cuckolding and everything else. You need to find a dominant female in which to get into a relationship with. And you, excuse me, you find that by looking around locally in places, in Places where women are in positions of power. And what do I mean by that? Do I mean she has to be an executive CEO? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just your average female who is going to be running, say, a 7-Eleven. She's running a restaurant. She's running a Starbucks. She's doing whatever. If she's a shift supervisor, if she's, whoops, hit the mic again, sorry. If she's a, I talk a lot with me. Um, She's a shift supervisor. Anyone who is in a position of authority is who you want. They don't have to be mega authoritarians. Another way of telling, too, whether a woman has a dominant side to her is how does she treat her children? If her children walk all over her, she's useless. She's not going to, you know, watch how she, if, if you're out there and you're dating and you know this woman, she's got kids. Watch how she treats her kids. If her tra- if her kids walk all over her and treat her like shit, she's not who you want. If she takes no shit from her kids, you know, beating on them. I'm just talking about someone who is in charge, who knows what she wants and you better behave properly, yada, yada. That's who you're looking for. Because that means that they're going to have a base of domination in there. They don't know it. They're not standing there with a whip in their hand. But we want someone with a base. That's all. Just a base of domination. That's just, you know, they may not even know what the word means. Doesn't matter. As long as you have that, you can then turn around and mold her into what you want, which sounds horrible, (laughs) but it's what you have to do again, because we can't just sit there and blur about all the things we want. But if you have that base, you have a higher chance of turning that woman into something that you want, such as being a dominant female or running the relationship in a female-led relationship, 
or cuckolding you or doing any of the fun, kinky stuff you want to do. But you can't do that with your average female who's just submissive and waiting for, you know, the knight in shining armor with the billowing hair and sweep her off her feet like a Harlequin romance. And, you know, she doesn't have to think and do anything. Now, ladies, if you are listening into this and you're thinking, well, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you wanting your knight in shining armor. It's just that you're going to be waiting a long time. (laughs) Just saying. And you're overlooking. These males who, although they may be submissive, they're so much better because your knight in shining armor is probably going to be an alpha male who's going to leave you for another woman. It's just what they do. They are seed spreaders and you can't expect more from them. That's just who they are. These women who run away with their bulls and cuckolding, that's another one. I have heard at least three in the last week whose wives have just walked off with the bull and said fuck it to the relationship well number one that tells me you had no relationship to begin with because if she's not willing to fight for your relationship and is willing to walk away that easily then that's on you that's that's there was no relationship you have to look at it from that standpoint if someone is so easily led and pulled away that easily then that isn't what you wanted. That tells me that you were probably working with a submissive female to begin with who was very easily led. And these guys are going to fuck them over. All of these males who are out there right now who call themselves professional bulls or whatever, they don't give a shit about your relationship. They don't give a shit whether you get screwed. Use your head. They'll take whatever they want. And if the women, ladies, if you think he's going to stick with you, you're wrong. If he's all, If you met him in a cuckolding situation, and you've just walked off with him, and you think he's going to be loyal to you, you're crazy, okay? You're deluding yourself. So, so many women end up in these positions where they walk off with the bull, and then they're sitting there going, well, I don't get it. He just fucked up. He's fucking another woman. Well, what do you expect? That's who he is. That's how you had, that's how you found him. It's like women who get, women who are the okay so you got a married couple and you got another woman and she comes in takes the married guy away marries him herself and can't understand why on earth he's fucking around on her how did you meet him toots duh what makes you think that you are so damn special that he is going to change his entire behavior for you it's not going to happen they're showing you who they are believe them so honestly i <laughs> Greg, I want to see you. First of all, you're accepting of the fact that you have a small penis, which is brilliant. That's number one. So that's great. You've got that done. I want to see you get into a proper cuckold relationship, not just throw yourself around and, you know, do stuff with couples. You can do that if you want. It's just you're not going to get the feeling that you want. From it. I'd like to see you get out, get a dominant female and let's mold her into something. Let's turn her into what you want. Because it's so much easier if you're starting with the slate that you need. You don't want blank slate. Blank slate is too much work. You want them with just a little bit of domination in them. And then sky's the limit on how. But you just have to be gentle and figure out how to do it. And I can teach you guys how to do that with my heart. So, Gregory, get out there and find yourself your ultimate woman. So there you go. But you guys, honestly, you are looking for Domina Box all the time. All the time. 
dominant woman's not going to knock on your door. It's just not going to happen. You got to get out there. You got to hunt them. And that's what I, the, the societal bullshit that I was talking about earlier is you have to pretend to be an alpha male in order to get these guys. And then once you have them, then you move them into the direction that you want. But it's, it, it's a tough road. It's not easy. But you can do it. They're out there. They're out there. You can find them. Okay. Our last question. Vince writes, I am an extremely submissive cuckold. I guess my question is, why do certain words or phrases trigger premature ejaculation? If I even hear a woman say the word cuckold, it forces my orgasm instantly. Good God, Vince, if you've been listening to this, you must be a freaking human sprinkler. Cuckolding itself has caused me to experience prematurity and pre-cum problems I never had before. Well, Vince, first of all, the word cuckold does not do that. You kind of make it sound like, why do some words, why do certain words or phrases trigger premature ejaculation? Well, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't you, but it doesn't in the average human, okay? What you have done is probably inadvertently hypnotized yourself by watching endless porn and indulging in certain activities, I am quite sure that you have created your own triggers. We fall into trance, we being the general population, fall into trance every day, several times a day. It's just what we do. You just don't notice it. If you're sitting at a TV and someone's talking to you and you don't hear them, you're in trance. Showers, trance. Car driving, trance. It's just really, it's, it, you know, there's times when you're driving and you go, fuck, I don't remember driving here. You've been in trance. That's why. So if you're in, if you're kind of trancing out when you're looking at porn, yeah, you can create these triggers yourself. And I think that's what you've done. I think you've created a cuckold trigger to that word that forces your instant orgasm. Now, you may have also, if you've been listening to Hypno at all, or you've been watching Hypno clips or anything like that, that's going to have an effect too. So I have a feeling that you inadvertently hypnotized yourself and created this trigger word for yourself because the word cuckold does not do that to every single male. So that is why certain words trigger certain people certain ways, because usually you've created the trigger yourself without even knowing it by watching endless hours of porn which you guys really need to stop doing because you're actually doing psychological damage to yourselves. But that's a whole other show. And I'm still trying to get people to come on who are authorities in this, who will tell you that you are actually doing damage to yourself with all the porn you're watching. And the worst thing that ever happened to the world was Pornhub. And I, I'm not a prude, guys. I'm not a bitch. And I'm not a prude. I'm just simply stating a fact. Pornhub has created, and because it's free, for the most part, Having a huge amount of porn to look at so readily available. I mean, it used to be you had to like go and buy your magazine and it was in a, you know, plastic cover and you had to, you know, it was all very clandestine. The problem with having it out in the open, even though some people will say, but it's great, you know, it's wonderful. It's making us sexually, you know, unrepressed. It's actually not. It's causing more harm than it is good. It is causing an enormous amount of problems in young, young, young boys. I'm talking, there are six and seven year olds who are addicted to porn. Not kidding. So, and it's because it's readily available. It's because it's right there. You didn't just click on it, you know. So it says over 18. Really, those help not. It means nothing. Porn is great in its place. 
porn is not great when it is readily available like this because you end up with psychological issues and in many cases you can end up where you can no longer fuck a live human being. Keep that in mind. Some of the psychological disorders with um, excessive porn watching is just that. You end up becoming attuned only to your own hand if you're jerking off all the time. You, I've talked to many men who have said, I'm not going to go dating anymore. I'm just going to stay with myself. Which, okay, I get it. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But that's not healthy. It's not getting you out. It's like, Guys have been like, well, no, it's just easier for me. That's good as an interim. But as a lifestyle and that's it, it's not healthy. We're here to develop relationships. We're here to, you know, give and take with each other. And if you just continuously sit there and, you know, rub one off and that's all you're going to do, my guess is you're probably not getting out much. And that's not healthy. And that's just one little teeny tiny thing. I mean, literally, you can end up with issues whereby you are unable to obtain an erection. You are unable to... And I'm talking with a live person, okay? So you could have a woman sitting right there, legs wide open, come fuck me, and you're just like, uh-uh. Because you can't, because you're so attuned to two-dimensional, two-dimensional images. So it's just, yeah, you know, like everything is okay in moderation. The problem is, as human beings, we don't like to be moderate in anything. We want to dive in. We want to fucking swim in it. But there's always dangers to doing that. So just keep that in mind. So Vince, you hypnotized yourself. <laughs> you have created your own beast. So, um, and honestly, the only way you could unhypnotize yourself would be to walk away from it all. You'd have to literally like blank it out for a while and let it sort of go away for a while if you wanted to lose it. But most of you guys don't want to lose it, so enjoy it. Whatever. What the hell? So there you go. That's it. That was the last question. Thank you guys so much for writing in and sending in all these wonderful questions and, you know, the, the confessions, which were absolutely fabulous. Stop qualifying yourselves. The Just the level of questions that I get on the daily. I mean, you, have, you guys don't, that was just a smattering are just so good. So just keep sending them in. I'll keep answering them, whether it's here or on the review. And I would actually head to the review if I were you. Head to the review because why? We created, I'm going to tell you something. There are four of us who have been creating customs for a gentleman by the name of Cody. And we are working on one now that is absolutely hysterical because we're all funny. He's very much into small penis humiliation and he has been generous enough to allow us to sell them when they're done. And although they're specifically for him, they are really quite funny. So we just finished one, um, which is a Comedy Central-esque roast of his penis. So all four of us do our roast routines, and it's done in the style of Comedy Central. Now you can get this, the roast of Cody's tiny penis, on any one of us. You can go to Mistress Peyton. You can go to Dominic Yard. Of course, Ms. Amelia Divine and myself, each one of us is selling it. So you can go to your favorite performer and buy it. But it is hysterically funny. Now, just so you know, we have another one coming up. 
And it's going to be called, it's a game show called Wheel of Wings. So stay tuned for that. Look for that because you guys are going to absolutely kill yourselves laughing. We really need to laugh right now. So head over to everybody's websites and start buying stuff. (laughs) Support us. (laughs) But in the meantime, head over to um, thedrsuereview.com and check out all the latest articles that I have up there because there's a whole ton of them now. And Dominic Viara has actually been um, giving us some. I've got a great interview on there with a new sort of offshoot of Findom with a new um, young lady who is doing what's called consensual catfishing. And that actually caused a lot of what I find actually really funny controversy when I put that out. She has been berated and badgered by everyone in this industry, mostly female. Why? Well, so what is consensual catfishing? First of all, go over there if you want to do the in-depth. I did an in-depth interview with her. It's not an audio. It's a written interview. And, <laughs> okay, so what is, in a nutshell, consensual, I'm, I'm telling you what this is because you, the controversy is hysterical. Okay, in a nutshell, what is, con, what is consensual catfishing? Well, we know what catfishing is. Catfishing is fucking someone over, right? It's like pretending you're someone you're not on the internet, usually to gain a relationship and to gain trust and to fuck them over in some way, whether it's just an embarrassment or in some cases they're taking money and whatever. Anyways, so we know what catfishing is. It's been around for a while. What is consensual catfishing? Well, consensual catfishing is these pictures are not me, but you're going to serve me anyways. Now, where this becomes a hypocritical, really funny thing is in the industry of phone sex, women have been buying what we call content forever. Okay. What happens is there are, you you can go and you can get, you can do adult photo shoots with reputable photographers, which you can find online and you can purchase content packages. So a woman has gone in, she's done a whole bunch of um, photo, like she's done a photo shoot and you can buy that whole block of photos and then create a character around her. That's done so that you can, you know, obviously remain anonymous. There are some people who do phone sex and they don't want their families to know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when you buy your content, totally legal, this is legal, you're allowed to do this because when you buy the content, you actually will get her, it, her personal info, which is kind of shady, but it has to be done. Um, you will get her driver's license. I've bought content years ago, back around 2004, I bought some content because I was going to create a character when I first started getting into any of the online stuff and I got a picture of her driver's license and it's to prove that she's of age. You're not getting, you know, pedophilia pictures and you take the character, you take the pictures and you create a character around it. You're not you, you are the character. That's okay. Okay. Cause it's been done forever. <laughs> so this is what I'm not grasping. Women are pissed at her because she's telling them that it's not her. And they're saying that that is somehow deceiving. Eh? What? Explain that to me, Lucy. Okay. Let me try this again. We've been buying content for a very long time. I'm even going to say decades. 
been a couple decades since we had the internet. And creating phone sex characters around them. I can go on Night Flirt and tell you which ones are real and which ones aren't. This is blatantly obvious. And, but who cares? And you can go either back to this real and fake thing. If there's a human voice on the other end of the phone, I don't give a fuck what picture she got up there. She's a human being. Treat her properly. But to turn around and say that she is being bad because she's telling guys that this isn't her and therefore deceiving them is nonsensical. It makes no sense. You're pissed off because she's saying it's not her? They're saying that's deceiving. No, it's not. That's up front. That's saying, guess what? This ain't me, but you're still going to serve me and you're still going to love that, aren't you? It feeds humiliation again. That's the whole point of it. So to those of you who are finding this offensive somehow, get over it because I don't really get what you're offended by. And, you know, like, just like, okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. The best part of this, the best part of this whole thing is that the women who were pointing fingers at her and yelling at her online, caps, <laughs> caps lock, came into her DMs on Twitter and said, can you teach me how to do this? <laughs> like, seriously. So the hypocrisy is real. Okay. So this is what cracks me up. Oh, how do you buy that stuff? How do you buy that content? Well, first of all, if you've been in phone sex, with you have half a brain you already know about this so if you don't know about this that tells me you don't know what you're doing in your job so <laughs> yeah everybody's been doing this for years so and there are plenty of sites online that sell content so there you go actually the character i bought which was really funny okay so i'll tell you a funny story a bajillion years ago when i first got into online stuff i started out in regular phone sex and i bought that character and after a while, when I started out, I was like, I can't do regular phone sex because I have great respect for the women who do straight up phone sex, no BDSM, nothing. Why? They are abused. They're abused like you would not believe. They are treated like shit. I couldn't do it. I did it for one day. And then I went back to the company and I went, yeah, I'm not doing this. So I'm either going to be dominant or nothing, which was fine. It was, I just had to move things around. But the character that I bought... <laughs> So you kind you buy the character in hopes that, that it's, it's somewhat anonymous, right? You don't want her everywhere. It would be like buying J-Lo content and passing it off as some character. Duh. No, I, I am the lucky one who bought content on someone who got into porn and <laughs> became relatively famous. And it's like people started going, no, you're, you're so-and-so. And I'm like, oh, Foxy, I can't even do this. <laughs> so it was just easier. I went, okay, fuck it. I'm going to just be myself. It's just so much. I can't be characters. There are some girls out there who have five, six, seven characters. I can't do that. It's too much for me to remember. It's a lot easier for me just to be Sue because then I don't have to remember all this shit. So, but that was my, my foray into buying content was of course mine got into the porn industry and you know, you can't use someone's content if they're that well known because you can't create a character around it. So, that's my luck, right? So anyways, I ended up dumping that and obviously moved on to being me. This is me. So people go, so, um, is that your real name? Yeah, Sue's my real name. 
it's all my real name, guys. So I just decided to be myself. But you don't have to. You can be a character. And that doesn't make what you do less than. So please don't let people do that to you. I think that's the most horrible thing is this verification bullshit. If you're out there buying content, don't let someone, you know, berate you. And because I've seen it, I've watched it. I watched it on Twitter with another person I know who she did buy her content. And someone in the industry who is actually a porn producer, a male porn producer who knew the character she bought and this person had actually retired from porn, actually called her out on Twitter. And this is, you don't do this. This is just, you don't do it. It's, it's bad form, bad form. He knows better. He knows that content is done in this industry. And yet he was like, no, you're not that person. You're not that person. So yeah, I slapped him down. But it's it just, you don't do that. You don't point out that someone is someone else. That's the point of this goddamn industry, you guys. We This is fantasy. If you want reality, go and get a procession. Go hire a hooker. Okay? That's reality. But if you're doing phone calls, if you're phoning people, sorry, honeys, that's fantasy. Online, fantasy. Phone, fantasy. Okay? So stop with this, oh, you're not real. You're not real. Fuck you. I'm living, I'm breathing, I'm talking to you on the phone. I'm real. So don't let anybody shame you into that bullshit. You can do and be whatever you want. Thank you to everyone who took the time to write in. You guys rock. Be sure to keep those questions and confessions coming for the next show. The question for the next show, if you don't have a kink or BDSM question or a confession, is... What is the weirdest place you've ever had sex? So head over to InBedWithDrSue.com and click on Contact where you'll see a drop down. And then you just select Kinky Questions and fill out the form. Easy peasy, 100% anonymous. Contact can also take you, though, to where you can suggest a show. Or if you're an erotica author, sign up to promo your work on Dr. Sue's Erotic Book Club. Be sure to give your opinion on whether you think what we discussed at the beginning of the show is pedophilia or age play by going to InBedWithDrSue.com and heading to the page for this The Kinky Questions show. Because I'll tell you, if that was produced by a man, would we call it age play? Mm. Or would we be right, or would he be rightfully lynched? And remember, hit up that ittybittyclittycommittee.com and sign up for your naughty exposure. Dirty girl. So until next time, be safe, be kind, wear your mask, stay the fuck away from me, and be happy. Bye, guys. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.